yeah, it's some random. Welcome back to Admissions Uncovered. My name is Michael Gao, and I'm joined by Dominic Siski and Ni Nguyen. Today, we'll be talking about essays for college applications, the Common App, Apply Texas, how to brainstorm, how to write, and how to get feedback on your essays. Uh, the first thing we want to talk about, though, is the differences between the Common App and the Apply Texas prompts and the specificities of each prompt. So why don't we go through the Common App prompts first? So I'll go ahead and uh, review and say out loud the uh, Common App essay prompts, and then we'll talk about it. So first of all, uh, almost 700 colleges accept the Common App which means that you're going to be able to uh, use these essays for a lot of many different colleges and perhaps all of them that you're applying to. And then the word count is going to be 250 to 650 words for one of these essays. You only get to pick one of them, and you have 250 to 650 words to wow the admissions officers. So the first essay prompt is going to be, some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful that they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, then please share your story. My first impression about that first essay prompt is that it really is meant for people with very unique family backgrounds. So, you know, first generation college students, low income minorities, or people with very special extracurricular activities. So, for example, if you're a international ballet artist or whatever, that could be something very interesting. But I use this prompt actually to talk about um, my journey moving from a suburban high school to the law magnet, which is in Dallas ISD and is a ver very urban environment. So this prompt, I think, just asks you to share something unique about your background um, and the types of things that you do. So I was also like considering doing this prompt and like brainstorming because like I interpret it more like on the like interest side or like a special talent like the extracurricular that we were talking about so like I was going to write about taekwondo and kind of like how it's been a constant thing throughout my life and how like it defines who I am kind of that way yeah I think that's definitely one that would fit this prompt one thing to think about though is that there are extracurricular prompts that many colleges will give you a chance to write about. So if there is something else about yourself that might fit in a college essay, the common app might be one to write it in. But I think the Taekwondo mm -hmm. example definitely fits under prompt one. Yeah, because I was looking at some of the supplements for for like Brown and one of their first ones is like 150 words about an extracurricular activity. So like the supplements usually are much shorter so I could focus on like another extracurricular that might not be like as big as this one. So I don't think it would be much of exactly. a problem. Exactly. I think that's definitely the right way to go. Yep. And then also uh, for those kids that aren't sure if they have a special identity that will fit under this one, make sure you talk to one of your teachers who has helped kids in the past with these essays because they remain so constant over the years. They'll have a good feeling of the prompts as well and know what works and what doesn't. Exactly. In fact, I think this year's prompts are essentially the same ones as last year's. And then also talk to uh, former students who, may, who might have just graduated because they might have written on these topics and they'll know better than anybody else about what they were writing about. Um, so the second prompt is the lessons we take from obstacles we encounter can be fundamental to later success. Recount a time when you faced a challenge, setback, or failure. How did it affect you, and what did you learn from the experience? I think that prompt really asks you to think about 
something that you faced in your life that you overcame. And the trap with this prompt is to talk about a sports injury or a difficult class, because I think those are just very generic setbacks. You know, a cliche kind of like athlete story. Exactly. You know? They're very generic stories that a lot of people have. I think this is another place where you can showcase a unique part of your background. Like if you are an immigrant, if you have faced racism or some type of discrimination or some type of systemic inequality is one place where this is a very unique topic to write about. But again, you can also write about generic stories too if you have something that differentiates it. So for example, if you faced a challenging class, but that class also has other things, for example, difficult students, a new topic, then it might make sense to write about it. So it's not just you can't write about generic things. It's that you can write about generic things if you have your own twist on it. Yeah, because I was like talking to my teacher about like, how do you avoid cliches? And she was saying how you can, it's not really too much about like the topic you pick, but it's about like how effective you are in presenting it. So you can have like a generic athlete story, but if you use like a specific example or a specific case in and like that you overcame, then like it can still be useful and really effective. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with the uh, trap part in this question. I remember a time when one of my teachers was talking about grading the, uh, the star test, which is the uh, standardized test for uh, younger kids in Texas. And one of the essays talks about a challenge that you faced and they were saying 90% of the essays that they had to read were about the kids in a hard soccer game and they had to score to carry their team. <laughs> and if all of the essays are the exact same, it's not exactly. going to stand out. And yeah. you got to understand that these admissions officers read thousands of essays a year. Um, so you just got to make sure that you're standing out if you do choose this prompt, which if you do have a very unique challenge or setback or, or failure in life that really helped you out, then or made or developed you into a better person definitely go ahead and pursue this prompt but just be careful of not uh standing out because that would be exactly. very bad the third prompt is reflect on a time when you questioned or challenged a belief or idea what prompted your thinking what was the outcome i think this prompt is really there to show what i think the Stanford supplemental essay calls intellectual vitality. It wants to make sure that you are a person who thinks about yourself, thinks is a critical thinker about the ideas around you. And I think that's very similar to the fourth prompt, which is about explaining a significant problem that you'd like to solve. Uh, the text of, its, of the fourth prompt says, quote, an intellectual challenge, a research query, an ethical dilemma, end quote. So three and four of the common app prompts really ask you to think about things that you've thought about, things that you are interested in continuing continuing in college. Yeah, but I think three, um, that's going to be very a very specific prompt. I think that one is one of the more underused ones out of the selection, yeah. uh, just because it's going to be so specific about a time in your life, which might be uh, very advantageous for you because it's going to be so specific and unique to you and you might be able to really develop exactly. that prompt. But I think if there's yeah. not a one defining moment or time in your life where you were stacked against the world, uh, that one might not be the best selection. Because you got to remember this essay is a very big part of your application, especially to the uh, more selective schools where everybody has pretty equal uh, test scores. 
uh, this is really what differenti differentiates you from the rest of the pack. And one really cool essay that I think used either three or four was actually someone critiquing the notion of volunteering or I think more specifically volunteerism. So there's this notion um, that's tied in with service learning programs at schools that when you volunteer, you're not actually helping these communities because what you're actually doing is forcing communities to teach you what they need, to teach you how to help them. And you're only there for you know a week max if you're doing volunteerism in Africa or Latin America. And if you're at a food pantry, you're only there for a few hours once a month maybe so this essay I, I that i think used for talked about the ethical dilemma of volunteering whether you helping these communities was either were were you actually helping these communities or were you actually helping yourself and making yourself feel better making your college application stand out and i think that essay was really compelling because it showed how the student was a critical thinker about themselves a critical thinker about the world around them and was able to reflect on their own interactions with the world around them yeah, so I think like prompt three and four would be really good for students who have like a really strong belief about something like who like actively kind of like fight for what they believe in more of like the active person because they can definitely write a really compelling argument. But other than that, like it has it should be very specific and it shouldn't be something like really generic and it can easily be generic if you don't truly or if you aren't like truly invested in like what exactly. you're Exactly. The problem shouldn't just be like, let's solve world hunger, you know? Yeah. Like the stereotypical, I don't know, let's end poverty, exactly. blah, blah, blah. And now that we've already kind of moved on to four, I'll go ahead and read it out loud for those who don't have this pulled up. And then it's also going to be in the show notes if you guys would like to follow along with us. Um, all of the links that we talk about and things that we talk about are going to be down below. So number four says, describe a problem you solved or a problem you'd like to solve. It could be an intellectual challenge, a research query and ethical dilemma anything that is of personal importance no matter the scale explain the significance to you and what steps you took or could be taken to identify a solution so again um you know don't try to solve world hunger here but if you it's it's fine to think on a big scale as long as you can definitely provide a very good solution and show depth in your research and something that you've thought about for a long time in order to uh, show that to the college honestly like at the end of the day like these essays are supposed to like let the college admissions people know more about you and like who you are mm -hmm. so as long as it's like personal yeah. to you then like you're good you don't have to worry too much about whether it's like a big problem or a small problem as long as it tells them more about you yep. you have to understand that most of these people or 99 percent of the admission officers will not have met the people that they're reading the uh, things yeah, for, which definitely. is probably a good thing you know puts it on a more level playing mm -hmm. field but you have to you have to give off the impression of yourself to this admissions officer in 250 to 650 words and definitely do not go for 250 words because you have yeah. you have this word limit you know you don't have to stack it full of 650 words but try to develop your ideas as much as possible because again these people have never met you and they know nothing about you except for what you write and besides your test scores and your supplements this is the only uh, personal testament to your character that they have so make sure that you're telling the story of yourself that you want the admission officer to see. Exactly. And also to jump off of Nee's point, prompt four also lets you talk about, quote, a research query. So if you are a more STEM-oriented person, it doesn't need to be a big social issue. It could be a challenge in science. So if you've studied genetics, you know, how can we unmap the human genome, for example? But 
The key point, though, as Nee also said, is that it needs to be something of personal importance to you. It can't just be an explanation of a big problem. It needs to be why you personally are invested in that problem. What led you to get interested in that problem? Was it that you had a grandparent who could have been saved through a cure from human genetic treatment? Or was it something that you're just passionate about because you're so interested in the body? It needs to relate to you. So whether it's a social issue, whether it's a STEM-related issue, it needs to be an explanation of why you care about it, not just why in general people do. Also, you should stay away from making it too much of like a scientific like research paper, just presenting them with a bunch of facts. Because like this is your college essay, you not the other like type of like research paper. So you should be careful of that too. Yeah, so you really don't need to cite sources in an MLA bibliography <laughs> or anything like that. If yeah. Um, and if you, and stay, and I, I would suggest actually staying away from the use of very hard numbers because it just really isn't necessary. This is about you. Yeah. So we should move on to prompt five, which is discuss an accomplishment event or realization that sparked a period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others. So this is actually that I read was like the most popular prompt used last year. So like 20% of the people were wow. more than that actually use this prompt. That's interesting. I would think one or six would be, but I can see how five could be something. Five is, five is generic enough that a lot of stuff fits into it. I think the period of personal growth and a new understanding of yourself or others is pretty generic. So why did something make you understand yourself better, you know? Why did you participating in an extracurricular activity really impact you, for example? Yeah, like, that's how it relates to one, kind of. Like, talking about an extracurricular activity, and usually when people talk about that, they talk about what they learned from it, which can also be put under prompt five. And again, to reiterate the individualness in these prompts, because so many kids are using this one prompt, uh, make sure that you're sticking out in the, uh, the pack of kids applying to the school's because there's going to be so many essays like this, it needs to be very unique so that it wows the admissions officers. Because once they get into the rhythm of reading uh, essay after essay, and they're so similar, you want something that's going to pique their interest and make them want to allow you admission. Yeah, like how stuff. I was talking to my teacher, like for example, if I wanted to do Taekwondo, like I shouldn't say something, for example, like I lost the match, but then like I worked hard, I came back, and then like I won, and I overcame <laughs> all these hardships, blah yeah. blah blah, like really generic, broad terms that could be applied to anything. But if you do like more specific, you're the new karate kid. <laughs> but if you do something more specific, like a specific match you lost, like how you felt during that this... time, blah blah blah. The karate kid. You can relate to the movie. Uh, like the oh my gosh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Title it, Wax On, Wax Off. That's all you need. Uh, yeah, so that was prompt five. So prompt six is describe a topic, idea, or concept you find so engaging that it makes you lose all track of time. Why does it captivate you? What or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? This is a similar prompt, I think, to number four about asking you to specify a problem that you are interested in or you know something that you find so captivating that you lose all track of time. Uh, the part that is extra to number six is this la la latter question. What or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? So I think number six is an extension of four. It asks you to discuss 
who yeah. or what or how you it, pursue this information. It wants you to develop your research. And they want exactly. they want to know exactly. how deep you've dug into this topic. Potentially four might be what you have discovered, and six is what you have discovered plus how have you engaged with it. Yep, I agree. So if none of these topics really interest you, the seven is share an essay on any topic of your choice. So basically, seven is a free-for-all. So you know how, like, we've been finding a trend on how one could be similar to four, could be similar to six, like an extension? So does it really... Definitely. Because, like, I know a lot of essays can be put under different prompts, so does it really matter which prompt you decide to put it under? Of course, you want to put it under, like, the best-fitting one, but does it really affect you in any way? I think we might have mentioned this in an earlier podcast when we briefly covered essays, but honestly, these prompts don't matter. You obviously want to fit one that works for your essay and answer all parts of the prompt, but these prompts are broad enough that you can find a prompt that works with your essay. Because the purpose of these personal statements aren't for you to answer questions, therefore you to tell the best story, the best narrative of yourself to admissions counselors. So the goal should not be the prompt. The goal should be who you are and then fitting a mm-hmm. prompt to it. And again, if none of them fit what your essay wants to be, number seven is uh, share an essay on any topic of your choice. So it's literally write whatever you want. But the thing with seven is that I think our teacher was saying how Usually seven is for like if you find a prompt like an essay prompt for maybe like apply Texas or something and you would you really want to write about it you can fit it under seven so like not necessarily hey write about like some random stuff without like any direction so I think you should also be careful about seven and not write about some random moment that like doesn't really work. And I think that's just a broader statement about these college application essays. These are not just about things that you care about, your extracurricular activities. They're not just about your parents. They're not just about your background. They are about you. It's perfectly fine to discuss your extracurricular activities, to discuss your family and cultural background, but it can't just be factual descriptions of what you've done. It has to be descriptions of why you chose to engage in them, why those things are significant to you, why an immigrant background changes your view on the world, why participating in mock trial made you a better person. And so more broadly, every single application essay needs to be about you. And so knee is absolutely right. Essay seven cannot just be a random research paper. You know, it needs to be about you as well. Yep. So what we're going to do, because we are from Texas, we're going to talk about the apply Texas prompts there that that's Texas specific schools. Um, so if you're looking to apply to any of them, you're going to need to apply with Apply Texas. That's going to be the UT system and other Texas public schools. Also, California has their own um, California application uh, process and system. So make sure if you're looking to apply to a California school to use that. And then make sure you look into your state schools and see if you're in a different state to see if those require any other essays. But even if you're not applying to any of these state schools, it can be useful to just learn more about prompts and how they're asking. So make sure you're still listening to these Apply Texas prompts. 
Uh, so topic A, which is required for admissions at, I think, most Texas universities, for sure, A&M and UT, is what was the environment in which you were raised? Describe your family, home, neighborhood, or community, and explain how it has shaped you as a person. To me, this is really similar to that common yeah. application yeah. first yeah. prompt. It is about your background and why that matters to you. And in fact, I used my common app essay for yeah, that's topic That's what I'm A. probably going to end up doing as well. So, like, if you're, like, an immigrant, you could, like, tell your story about how you came here, the hardships you overcome. So, like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, also avoiding the cliche story, like, I worked my way up and all that. <laughs> but I think these cliches are good starting mm -hmm. points. You know, if you're an immigrant and you've worked hard and your parents have worked hard, you shouldn't be ashamed no, that course. you've done it. It's just that you need to add in personal flares. You have to understand. Like, anecdotes. You know, and stuff like that. Details about how your parents have pushed you. Details about how they rewarded you with a candy cane every time that you did yep. something because the candy cane is so significant to your family for some reason. You know, something that adds a personal touch to the generic story. You just have to realize gonna, there's going to be a lot of kids who are going to use the same sort of stories. So just, again, make sure to have yours stick out amongst the crowd. Make sure yours is personal to you. Exactly. Topic B is a similar prompt as well. It says, most students have an identity, an interest, or a talent that defines them in an essential way. Tell us about yourself. So this is, I think, really similar to topic yeah. A too. Similar to one and also similar to six in some ways. Yeah, which is like the overtrend, like the trend through all these prompts, you know? Yeah, definitely. And But I think the difference is topic B is more lenient to people who want to talk about an extracurricular activity whereas topic a seems to be more about you know yeah. your surroundings although i think community is broad enough for you to expand toward your extracurricular activity community so yeah. for dominic you know the boy scout community that's definitely what i'll be doing for this one so i'll go ahead and talk about that just because i have experience with what i'm going to write with this my plan is for either probably topic one for the common app i haven't decided yet but I'll be talking about scouting and how that identity has shaped me as a person. So then I'll go into topic, I'll go into SAA for the Apply Texas, and I can talk about the scouting environment and how it's developed me as a person and how that community has helped me grow into the person I am today. And that's how you can kind of spin an extracurricular activity into the environment. But just make sure that there is an environment around the extracurricular activity. Topic C in Apply Texas is <laughs> something that's a little weird and I think is usually only used for scholarships is yep this one is a little strange <laughs> yeah um you've got a ticket in your hand where will you go what will you do what will happen when you get there what are your thoughts like completely different from all the other ones yeah it's kind of like one of those you chicago supplement essays just kind of weird like really creative yeah. story it's it's very different from their other prompts most of the prompts i look at them and right when you read them something comes to your mind about your past or something you're doing that you feel that you could write an essay about if you had to. But this one, unless you've thought about it before or done a scholarship where it asks a similar question to this, you kind of look at it again and you just wonder what you're going to write about this. It's a really good prompt and like if you're a really creative person, this could definitely be the prompt for you. You can also like spin it into incorporating your background. You can still let them let the admissions officers know about you through this prompt. Yeah, for example, if you move from a different country, state, city, 
the ticket in your hand could be going back home. Mm -hmm. And what will you do? Visit your old friends. And what will happen when you get there? You love your friends, you get together and eat ice cream, or, you know, like, they don't remember you, and you realize that you have to move on or <laughs> oh, something. Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, go. I'll go back to California, Michael. I'm leaving you. For reference, I, uh, I lived in California for six years, and then I moved back. That's why he, that's why Dominic mentioned apply California. Gotta represent. Yes. Of course. So, those are basically the common app and apply Texas. We also had... The, like, the coalition application, is that used as much or no? It's not used as much. Not really. I'm going to just m- mention some just top-level advice about writing these essays, right? The first thing is what we mentioned before, but it's worth underscoring. These essays are about you. Your grandfather was an amazing human being, but he's not applying to Harvard. You are. So that is the top-line advice that we will yep. keep repeating. It is about you. And off of that, the second piece of advice I can give you for brainstorming is that you just write down things that you like to talk about. Or when you go to a party with people you don't know and you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Michael Gao. How how are you? How's the party going? And they're like, tell me about yourself. What do you say? What are the things that first come out of your mouth? And I think it's a useful thing because it's the things that are most important to you that are top of tongue, top of mouth, the first things that you say. And those are the things that make the best essays. I did have a recent experience with this. I went to a dinner uh, to go and give out some awards. And then I was invited to go eat the uh, dessert that was being served at one of the tables. And the first thing somebody said to me was, you know, tell us about yourself. And that kind of took me aback because, you know, I've never met these people and they're very high up in scouting. And you know, I'm trying to give off this impression of myself for the future. But then, you know, you're kind of put on the spot. So definitely think about this uh, right now or uh, sometime in the future. Because you will be asked one day, tell us about yourself. And exactly. you can kind of be taken back. Another thing that. I'll suggest is that you need to think about all parts of yourself, not just you as a student, not just the clubs you do at school, because oftentimes you do a lot outside of school that counts. You know, we mentioned in an earlier episode about a girl who started a business but didn't mention it because she thought it was not legit. It was not a school activity. Things you do outside of school that have nothing to do with school matter too. If you babysit, that could be a great essay to write about how you know, caring for your family has taught you the importance of giving back or whatever. And so these small things that you think are small can also be big deals. So to put it shortly, think about all parts of yourself, all things you do, all parts of your family background. Since those are some pieces of advice for brainstorming and writing essays, do you guys have any ideas that you're already thinking about for some of these common app and apply Texas essays? Yeah, I'll go ahead and talk on that. So I to preface this, I do have a meeting with one of, with one of my teachers uh, in the next week where I'm going to talk about these essays and further develop my ideas. But right now, my initial thoughts for it, um, for the Common App, I'm probably going to be using the first essay prompt and talk about the scouting identity that I have because I put so much time into the program. I feel like I can talk about the person that it's built me into. Um, if that is too generic or I don't feel once I'm writing it that it works very well my backup is probably going to be number six and talk about the um, multitude of like small businesses I run with uh, either myself or a friend because 
I find myself, you know, so engrossed in the business aspect of it. I do lose time when I'm focusing on all that anywhere from, you know, selling snow cones or investing in cryptocurrency or making shirts with a friend. So that's kind of, that's going to be my backup for that. And then on the Applied Texas, I will probably be using the first essay, especially for the required ones, because that's the main one. But any other schools, I'll probably just use the same essay prompt because it so closely related. I think, yeah, that essay idea about the businesses is actually a really cool idea because what you could think about doing is using each one of your businesses to represent a different part of you. So snow cones, you started early. So you have always been someone who is an ambitious person and is a self-starter. The cryptocurrency thing, you're always looking to the future because things change or whatever. So I think it'd be a cool essay about that A, describes that you've done so many business ventures, but B, describes mm -hmm. a lot about your personality and how you view the world. So I think that's actually a really interesting idea. Yeah, I also think that that sixth essay prompt, the one talking about the businesses, would be helpful to me because if there's a supplemental essay prompt where it talks about an extracurricular activity, I will default to scouting because that's what I can write about. And that's kind of the big spike in my application because I've done so much in the program and that's kind of where I funnel a lot of my extracurricular time into the, the scouting program. So I think because a lot of my supplemental essays and a lot of my common app honors and extracurricular time will be spent in scouting, it might be good to have uh, another aspect of myself represented through the common app that would be otherwise almost non-existent in the application. So what is a spike, Dominic? So a spike from my research and from what I've kind of learned through the essay, is the thing that makes yourself stand out to the submission officer. Again, they don't know you. You have to sell yourself to the school. So your spike is what makes you special. It might be your quinceanera business. It might be uh, this extracurricular activity that you've done. It might be Irish dancing. It's got to be something that makes yourself stand out as a person and something that you have put so much time into and that you've really committed to mastering that extracurricular activity. So it, it's the th one thing that makes you stand out in your application. You know, you, you always want to be a well-rounded person, but ideally while being well-rounded, you do have one thing that makes yourself stand out and th something that you are on top of the crowd in that activity. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a really important thing to have. And, you know, the spike doesn't need to be a huge award. As we mentioned before, you might have a really generic immigrant story, but the flares, the personal flares that you put on it can make it that spike, can make you, can make something generic into a spike. But Nee, do you have any ideas so far that you want to mention? I know you mentioned earlier about Taekwondo. Yeah, so I actually had a meeting with my teacher yesterday. And I was kind of between Taekwondo and something maybe more about my background, like in Vietnam and all that. But I felt myself more like drawn towards Taekwondo. So I probably am thinking about using the first prompts. And in Taekwondo, like they have the five pillars, I guess, kind of like honesty, self-control, respect and all, all of that. So I could use that in kind of Taekwondo and how it's shaped me into like the person that I am today, like how it helps me build my character but also like specifically using anecdotes, like how I would have to push myself, maybe like jumping over. We have like these pads that we have to jump over that we have like to kick a board. And then each time you add one more and you keep adding so that you push yourself. So that could also show 
the side where I'm constantly like striving to be better so just kind of like that like I was thinking of doing like little anecdotes and relating it to how it's become a a part of who I am because I've been doing taekwondo so long it's like my 13th year now so it's like my 13th year now so it's how I've learned everything and how it's been one constant thing in my life from where I've been moving around a lot but I've still continued to practice it and it still helps like shape me into the person I am today I think I think that's a really good idea, especially that combination of Taekwondo as the constant when you're always moving around. So like one structure thing you could do is the beginning of each paragraph is, you know, the color of the belt that you've reached or a new skill that you've learned. So first you do like, I don't know, poses and then you chop two boards and then you chop a brick, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, those are the first sentences of each paragraph. And then each paragraph describes where you are in that place. You know, first you were just this five-year-old in Boston. And then when you got to the level of breaking a piece of wood, you were in Vietnam that summer. And you can describe what you were doing there and how Taekwondo related to it. So I think the ju- the combination of those two make, you know, just uh, an acti- a regular activity, Taekwondo, that's, you know, very Asian and is something that is very you. Again, changing something that a lot of people do into something that only you have experienced, only you have done. Mm-hmm. Like very specific stuff. Yep. And what Exactly. These things that are like the personal flair that explain who you are and why you do the things that you do. And while we're doing this, for those listening, if you aren't already, you know, if you don't already have a notepad open on your phone or you have a piece of paper and a pen, go ahead and write down some ideas because I'm sure you have some ideas floating around in your head about these problems and you don't want to lose them because they could be a great essay and it could end up being what you're writing about. So make sure you're always thinking about these prompts and when you are, you're jotting down your ideas because it'll help you a lot down This one piece of advice that I got from a teacher I think is very useful. So when you, like after what Dominic said, write down a few ideas and maybe pick out a few that you think that you like would really want to write about and then just sit down in a corner for 20 to 30 minutes and just write, just sit down and type out every like idea you have about it any memories you have from it even if it may seem like insignificant or not fit here and there don't worry about it just write all of it down and then at the end you can go back and pick certain parts that you think work or connect and that will like really help you instead of just like sitting down and trying focusing really hard to come up with specific things that would work together all at once but if you just brainstorm put everything down on a big document then it will really help you get like your creative juices going. I think that's a really good idea. And especially that combination thing, like what Ni did with her essay about Taekwondo and her moving around a lot. I think that is one way to make something generic, like moving around, an activity that a lot of people do, Taekwondo, into something unique. Because not a lot of people move around a lot and do Taekwondo, or at least less people than just doing Taekwondo or just moving around. So that combination can be a really useful strategy for you. So these are all ways that you should use to write your essay, but it's really important to just get started, regardless of what strategy you use. Because when school rolls around, senior year starts for a lot of you guys. There's a lot of homework, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of other things to do for the college application process, like getting rec letters, doing, keeping up with your extracurricular activities, getting transcripts, and all those types of things that'll take up a lot of your time. So my recommendation is to finish a really solid rough draft of your Comnap essay 
by school starting. Yep, I would agree. That's definitely going to help you out exactly. a lot during your senior year and make that mm-hmm. a lot easier and allow you time to really deep, dive deep into your supplements, especially if you're applying to a lot of schools, because you do want to be able to commit the time to these essays to make sure you give yourself the best shot to get into these schools. Um, so make sure you you know you have a timeline that you're following and get as much done early as you can to provide that extra time later on. And, you know, you can work on your essays even when you're traveling, you're in the airport, even when you don't have a lot of time in the summer or you're really frantically moving around to different places. Because if you come up with an idea and you jot it down, that's the beginning of a potentially really good essay. So always keep thinking. Always keep thinking, even when you don't have time to sit down and actually write something. So um, as we're writing our essays and getting our rough drafts done, who should we approach to help like edit it, get like a fresh pair of eyes to help us see if like we're going in the right direction? So what I did was I asked my English teacher because I knew he was, you know, one, he's an English teacher, so he knows at least basic grammar. <laughs> but he's also like a really creative guy. He wrote his own short stories and stuff. So he was a really useful resource for me when brainstorming, as well as doing some last minute final edits. So English teachers are great sources. Okay, but honest, you can get really anyone to look at it, right? As, as long like if they can't help with the grammar, they can also help with ideas, creativity, different directions. So really, just approach anyone that you're comfortable, like talking to, right? Yep. Also, parents are a good resource for this as well because most of this is going to be about personal experiences. They've seen you grow up and they've known you as long as you've been alive. So they're going to have a great outlook on the type of person and character you are. So if you go ahead and talk to them, I know I use my dad for to review a lot of my, uh, you know, scholarship or different prizes for the essays because he's able to give me such a great review on the essays and help me accurately describe myself to the people reading it. So I think if you know people well, so even close friends of yours who really understand who you are, they're good sort resources for you because they might not be able to help you with very technical details depending on their you know knowledge of standard english grammar but because they know you they can help generate ideas so don't be afraid to ask people around you just for ideas like what do you think about me writing this idea you know even standard questions like that and to be honest they might even be better resources than teachers who you might not have had as much personal contact with especially since english teachers probably will be bombarded with requests to help with essays especially in the fall. Definitely. But still make sure that a lot of it comes from you because at the end of the day, it's about who you are, like your own voice and your own experiences. So as long as you like stay true to that, I think you're going to be fine. So thank you all for listening to our episode on the Common App and Apply Texas prompts. These are obviously very important because they're the prompts that you're going to send to all of the schools that you apply to. So it's your one big major essay. And we hoped that we've helped. And this takes a lot of time for us to do and uh, a lot of energy and also a lot of money to purchase domain names, hosting the equipment. So if you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us, we have a Patreon link that you can go to. And if you just go to our website, admissionsuncovered.com, you might already be there to listen to our podcast. There is a button to the right called Become a Patron. And here you can just donate $1 per podcast, $2 per podcast, whatever you can spare to help support this podcast. So if you enjoy 
listening to us, please do support us because we appreciate it. And even if you can't, we appreciate your listens, your subscriptions, and your reviews on the platform. So thank you for listening. Yep, thank you so much. And if you need any other help, any individual help with test prep, college consulting, SE review ideas, I am available for individual help at gowadmissions.com. But thank you all for listening to our episode, and we'll be back next week. This was Admissions Uncovered with me, Michael Gao. Me, Wen. And Dominic Siski. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. That was good.